Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby and Eddie Jacobs, and this is the H and J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Now we didn't have many Premier League games to talk about. But uh, we managed to eke a little chat out of Danny <laughs> Kelly. It's never difficult to eke a chat out of Danny. I think we could do really? one game and make it last half. Yeah, that. I think we probably could. <laughs> so uh, we covered all the ground there. We asked whatever happened to direct free kicks um, because they're down this season. Record-breaking. Um, we also uh, spoke to Tony Jameson from the uh, Football Manager Show podcast because um, one of the stars of Football Manager uh, 2024 is now in the Premier League yeah. and he talks us through Good that stuff. it was interesting um, we had a bit of a chat didn't we we did listeners yeah. got Covered involved with a, a few stories yeah. yeah. so I think that will do you here it all is good afternoon everyone good afternoon Andy Good afternoon, Paul. Now, I see that Drake, the rapper, has been at it again. He's uh, notorious for making very large wages on sporting events and losing. Oh, OK. So he basically he lost more than £550,000 betting on a UFC fight. He bet on American Sean Strickland to beat uh, Dreykus Duplessis yesterday, oh. uh, and he didn't. So I hope he has a big punt on Borough tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Everybody's going to get in touch Drake. with Drake. Go on, have a few quid on Man United against Newport. Yeah. yeah Ridiculous. Yeah. And anyone got the Simon Bates R tune music for Imeric Laporte? Yeah, we're going to talk oh, about God. this later on. Um, I, I, you know, I'll I tell you what, I may not have some sympathy for the player, but I do, I, it does seem an odd way to do it. Basically, the point he is making, was we're going to discover, is quite a lot of players go out there, and it is a bit of a, uh, you know... Mm different culture, different environment. And you'd think those players that have invested so much time and money in European players to go over there, they'd really want to settle them and their families in. But from what Laporte has been saying, they've kind of been left to their own devices a little bit, um, yeah. which has proved awkward, which may feed into why some of them want out, like Benzema, and as we've seen yeah. already they're with... They're not uh, used to being left to their own devices. No, they're not. Well, they, you know, <laughs> every club has at least two or three people sort of they tidying do, up in yeah. front of them and sorting out their lives. So I suppose they get spoiled, don't they, really? And I see Bayern lost again. We'll talk to Andy Brassel about that. I just yeah. did think it'd be mildly amusing if Spurs won the cup or the league and Bayern won nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Kane's gone there. Yeah. He'd probably be pleased because well, he, he loves Spurs. I think we'd, he, we'd see then he was the problem all the time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> he was the problem from day one. 
And yeah. Glaswegians have the least interest in becoming uh, social media influencers. Really? It's a pity, really. I was looking forward to trying Alan Brazil's makeup range. Yeah, what it would be good. He could he'd be fantastic. Well, why like are we Zarela. trying this? We're mainly eyeshadow. <laughs> Me and Ray are here. It's mainly eyeshadow today. Ray's going to reply, yeah. Blusher. It'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. And Keir Starmer's whole talk sport. Oh, that's uh, right. He was on yesterday, he was, wasn't he? With Max. Yeah. Uh, Max and... Uh, Charlie, I'll tell you about it tomorrow. Yep. Arsenal uh, shouldn't sign Ivan Tony because he's been out for far too long. I uh, uh. hope he's better at politics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah based on Saturday evening, I think he uh, looks like he's hit the ground running. He did. He? Yeah, he was brilliant. We'll talk about that with Danny. Yes, we will. Danny's going to join us for a look at the four games so far in the uh, Premier League. Um, and so we've got a game tonight. Carla Kimi joins us with Brighton Wolves. We bring you that one live tonight. And also... Uh, we have got Leicester Ipswich and uh, they've, they've barely lost a game Ipswich and they've done brilliantly obviously because they only came yeah. up last year but Southampton's record run they've sort of hunted them down haven't they in the automatic mm. places and sometimes when you've been in that situation it gets into your head doesn't it so we'll see what they do but you know Leicester's not an easy place to go so we'll be uh, chatting about that game a little bit later on we'll also be in Wales plenty of Welsh football to talk about yeah Swansea went back well, to sure basics um, with the fans at the weekend. We'll find out more about that. Uh, also, we've got Newport, as we said, Manchester United. And we had uh, Newport in action against Wrexham. Proper old derby at the weekend. And Lawrence Moore will join us to chat about that later on. So a couple of things to get you involved in. Uh, you've probably heard about this story. I just There was just a letter today's uh, son. I don't normally do the letters to the son. I'm sorry, Andy, I'm nicking your gig. That's fine. But this was from John <laughs> Morris. Oh, yeah. In Nuneaton. He said, Madonna is being sued for starting a concert late. I don't think it's the first time she's done She's got previous. Yeah. Someone should tell her we don't all get driven home in a posh car. <laughs> yeah, I saw that letter. He's well, right. you could book a cab. <laughs> um, normal people get a bus, train or even walk. Please begin your gigs on time. I, I think, imagine she's like looking down at her shoes. She's been put in her place by John Morris. But it's a massively arrogant thing to do. Yeah, two hours late she turned up. I told you in the meeting, I, I went to see James Brown once and he was also two hours late. It's yeah. disgusting. You just, in the end, you lose the world. Did you write a letter to the sun? I did. I, I said, look, <laughs> not everybody's like James. Yeah, not everybody can get him in a posh car. <laughs> Um, with a blanket over their shoulders, led from the stage. We were had to get home on the bus. So where were you? Where was this gig? Uh, south of France. Oh, OK. I'm less... Jouin Le Pen. Oh, yeah, lovely. I feel less uh, <laughs> less sorry for you now, about as sorry as I do for Emmerich Laporte. Um, yeah, so, I mean, what's the, I mean, the latest you've ever been for anything, to the point where it almost wasn't worth turning up. Maybe you got oh, it. I, I came to one of our shows. I got there at quarter to three. It was one of those shows that we were doing in the... Uh, for Cantor Fitzgerald, you know, the sort of 9 11 oh. shows. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Quarter to three, I got there. After a one o'clock start, you had to do it on your own. I did most yeah. of the show on my own. Best yeah, show yeah. you've ever done. It was. I won an award for it, actually. <laughs> it was tremendous. Why did, you, why did you get there at quarter three? Because of a plane. Uh, it was supposed to land at London City Airport. Do you remember? And it was high wind conditions. Oh, blimey. Very timely, that. Got diverted to Stansted. <laughs> so I had to get back. <laughs> 
I planned it all. The great thing is, Andy, you're, you're quite stoic about stuff like oh, yeah, that. And I'm sure you turned up in quite a good mood, oh, yeah, if I remember rightly. That's right, it was a celebrity-filled show. Tremendous. And I just, luckily, there was enough celebrities there to fill it. Mm. So, uh, anyway, the latest you've ever turned up for anything. Maybe you got there for the last five minutes of a film. Uh, basically, the last few bars <laughs> of the encore of a gig. But it, to the point where it almost wasn't worth getting there. Or someone you know, we'd love to hear your stories in the Madonna envelope. Talksport.com forward slash H&J, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. And all being well, we'll be chatting uh, later on uh, about uh, uh, Nick Dunlap, who has uh, won £1.2 million in prize money, um, or rather he hasn't. He's one of the handful of people to have won a PGA Tour uh, tournament. And he won it yesterday, but he's an amateur. And yeah, uh, tell the highlights. He, he couldn't really say well. in that moment before they handed the check over, actually, I'm turning pro. It was too late. So uh, he had to give it to the guy who came second. Can you believe that? Yeah, they I were mean, saying on Sky News, sorry, give him something. But I don't think they're allowed to. They're not to. allowed no, to. they can't. Yeah, uh, so uh, I wonder how um, Christian uh, Bezadenhout is feeling today. As Happy. He yeah, I'm sure. So you finish second and you're gutted. Then you're thinking, hi, hi, he's an amateur. Well, gutted to a point. He probably was also getting about half a million quid anyway. Yeah. So does he keep the second prize money or does he hand that down to the guy who finished third? Does it all just oh, move damn, down the food chain? That's a good chain? question. I have no idea. We'll be asking <laughs> gum, uh, someone from the world of golf. Good news for Domingo well. Hospital. Yeah. <laughs> was bottom of the list. He was bottom of the rankings, wasn't he? Yeah, Domingo Hospital. Still earned a lot more than we did. He owed the PGA money. <laughs> I think by the end of the tour, he was well out of pocket. I don't know what happened to him. No. And it was also a popular Mexican soap opera, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, I used to watch that. It was great. Um, so yeah, we're interested. Sometimes it's better to actually finish second. I mean, you've all been there. You kind of you, you're at some sort of school event or whatever, mm. and you bought a raffle ticket, and all the prizes are up there, and you've got your eye on that prize, and you're not the first ticket out. The first ticket comes out. Somebody goes up there and says, don't have that, don't have that, don't go for that. And then you're just praying they don't go for the one you want on the basis you've got the second prize ticket. Sometimes it's better uh, to finish second. Let us know. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089. Tweet to TSH&J, T-S-H-A-N-D-J. You can give us a call. 03717 We kick off in the company of Danny Kelly. Just the four games to look at. But they're all mm. quite eventful. I'd say. That's Probably true. the least eventful of all of them was the game last night between Bournemouth and Liverpool, which was uh, a nothing first half and then a completely oh, dominant second half from excellent. Liverpool. They were very good in the second yeah, half. Yeah, quite. I mean, if you were City and Arsenal watching that, you'd be thinking, aye, aye, considering mm. the players they've got oh, yeah, out. Absolutely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A man who loves his reggae joins us now <laughs> almost as much as he loves his football. It is Danny Kelly. Good afternoon, Danny. It's a close thing, Paul. Close thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I think. I think when you do the latest, you ever wait for a concert. Mm. You need to. You need to bet without seventies Jamaican artists yeah. because it's a whole other field. I remember yeah. I went to. Uh, I set up uh, to do an interview for the Musical Express with the great producer Lee Perry, mm. um, and I remember myself and the photographer still very much with us, Derek Ridges. Yeah, we had to camp in a car outside of the place we were told to meet him for nearly 36 hours before he eventually <laughs> showed up. We, we slept in, in Derek's car. I mean, I said, I did say one stage, why don't we, it was in London, why don't one of us go home, Derek? He said, oh, you never know when it's going to turn up. But yeah, yeah 36 hours, yeah. 
Derek, it just reminded me. Derek had the seat right behind the dugout at White Hart Lane, thing, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Right behind yeah. the dugout. Just is that the plum seat? If you've ever been, if you had a regular, that's the thing. The right plum seat. Right behind the dugout. Oh, chance yeah. to chat to the managers here. What all the players are saying. If you want to give us a bit of insight into what that's like on a regular basis, talksport.com, Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TSH and J oh three seven one seven double two double three double four. Did but he on... apologise for keeping you waiting for thirty six? Did hours? he hell? It's <laughs> not right, honestly. <laughs> So these people are very off. Some, someday when we've got more, I know we've got some time, but when we've got more time, I'll tell you the rest of that story yeah. about that whole uh, two days. Um, <laughs> we'll do that, I, over, I, I, do that over a Guinness at some point, then. I, I love him, yeah. um, but he didn't He didn't help me that day, I've got to be honest. Lee yeah. Scratch very, Lee Tardy Perry more like. It wouldn't yeah. work quite as well, would it? So no. um, let's move Sorry. on, shall we, uh, with all of our games at the weekend. And let us start with the one probably least eventful of the games once Liverpool got going. Bournemouth nil, Liverpool four, Danny. Yeah, I mean, mm. considering the amount of big players not on the field for Liverpool, they were able to show their strength in depth and that their kids can step up when they need to. Strength in depth, kids stepped up. Senior players stepped up too, Jota and Nunes to some extent. Um, and their versatility, they they have players who can shift around the pitch, and you know the first half was a, a standard Premier League slog, wasn't it? You know, mm. Bournemouth cut off the passing lanes as best they could, didn't do much themselves. Klopp, who I think sometimes gets underestimated as a tactician, you know, we all know he can punch the air and and, and he loves the players and all that, but he did move things around significantly for the second half, and eventually it unravelled uh, Bournemouth. Um, and he deserves some credit for that. I would say as well, just because there's not much to say about this game, which is tragic given we've only got four games to cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be that would be Alexis McAllister's best game for Liverpool. Um, you, you saw, um, I think, a, a mixture of sort of technical ability and um, running that he does uh, at his very best for Argentina. Um, and I, th- I thought it was it was pretty good. And I haven't seen that from him. They spent a lot of money on him. And they've not yet got the very best out of him. Yeah, who, I've just written, whoever finishes above Liverpool is going to win the title. They, they look so good to me. I mean, they're just, they've got that, that sort of Saudi market-aided uh, rebuild has really worked for them. I mean, they got rid of people like Fabinho and the, and the like. And yeah. Firmino. Firmino, all, yeah. All Ajax's <clears throat> own Jordan Henderson. That's yes, it. of course. Exactly. And it's, and it's worked. <clears throat> and you, you have to hand it to them from yeah. that point of view. They do look and, really good. And hats off as well, you know. The, uh, I've been pondering about the academies in the Premier League for a little while. Um, you know, we'll come on to one of an academy product that I mentioned to City in a while. Um, but Chelsea churn out these footballers. Manchester City churn out these footballers. Liverpool have hung on to their best ones and ben- reaping the benefit in the, in the last few weeks, aren't mm. they, with their injury crisis? Yeah, As they, they're all good. Look good enough, doesn't I'm, he? Wondering, I'm wondering um, it, how you feel as a Bournemouth fan because they weren't particularly that bad, were they? It's hard to believe you can be beaten 4-0, maybe come away and think, you know, we weren't terrible. We, we stayed in it first half. They just, couldn't live with Liverpool. They had another the gear, half, didn't they? they exactly. And that is that is that the manager's fault? Is that the recruitment department's? No, they, I mean, they were they were pressed out of it, yeah. and, they, and they weren't accurate enough with their passing because they were under so much pressure every time they had the ball, and you know they they couldn't play through it. And no. That was it, really. Out, Premier out, League, out, isn't it? There are there are there are a group of teams at the proper top of the Premier League. I mean, Liverpool not in the Champions League, but you know that you'd expect the the current top three, with no disrespect to Aston Villa, 
to be making in if they're all in the last stage of the Champions League. Bournemouth are not in that place, are they? Mm, yeah, and they will get they will get occasionally good results against those against those teams. And the Premier League is pretty competitive. I think the bottom teams are weak this year. Yeah, um, but you you these are brick walls. You you know Bournemouth would beat Liverpool one time in six, one time in seven. Oh, and that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And my main takeaway from this game was the swirling wind. Yes. <laughs> Which yeah. is one of the few elements that really do spoil a game. I was trying to add them up. I mean, snow and rain tend to make it more exciting. Yeah, yeah fun. Uh, yeah. Extreme heat, that's no good. Yeah. And fog. And I've done a bit of a whatever happened to Blaine Chris. Whatever happened to fog? <laughs> whatever happened to fog? That's a Andy, question. let's bring back I the fog. I think I can help you. All of it now resides where I live. I can absolutely <laughs> assure you. Fog's moved to Ireland. Fog's definitely gone to Ireland. Uh, on a free. So uh, we move on to talking of teams at the bottom. Sheffield United 2, West Ham 2, LA team at the bottom. The very bottom at the moment. A much uh, a salvage the point did uh, Sheffield United in fairly controversial circumstances. Circumstances, I think it's fair to say it was a, a tale of uh, uh, that penalty at mm. the end. I, I mean, personally, I couldn't see it at the time, and on replays, I couldn't quite see the it. The one that was then. given or the one that well, wasn't given? Well, it's one of those where you say probably you could make a case for neither of them being given, but if you're giving the first one, you've certainly got to give the second one. The first one is not a penalty, it's a foul on the goalkeeper. Mm. Um, I don't mind the referee getting that wrong. Usual old story here, because you know the players come together at high speed. There's also an awareness that goalkeepers are coming out after the Onana instance against Wolves. There's a kind of thing of let's keep an eye out for this. But in this case, the goalkeeper gets smashed in the mush, um, and it's a foul on the goalkeeper. Yeah. Now the referee, could, as I say, total exoneration here. He could miss that in the in the melee. VAR. Got no excuse at all. Mm. None, none at all. They, they see it from dozens of angles. They see it in slow motion, fast motion, all the rest of it. They should have picked that up. Um, then And then the Sheffield United captain should not have picked up Gerard Bowen like he did. Yeah. I mean, there's, look, there's, they showed it on Match of the Day 2 last night and their own Danny Murphy was looking. There's a bit of a tussle before that. And Jared Bowen's got a piece of him as well. Sure. So, but as I said, if you're giving the first, how can you not give the second? If you if that's your if that's your bar as a referee for what mm. constitutes a penalty and a foul, uh, then surely the second one is. We just well. didn't want to give another penalty at that point. He no, just didn't, didn't, I think they were saying. I think Rio Ferdinand. That, is, that, is that good enough, uh, Andy, for an professional game? It's human nature, though, is it? Thinking all blimey. I've made a note about Sheffield United. This is a bit harsh, actually, but I've put here. Even if Everton, Forest, and City are all relegated because of FFP, Sheffield. United should still go down. Andy. <laughs> and they're not very good, are that's they? That's very harsh. Well, not, <laughs> he's trying to shake things they, up. They did he? at least keep going. And they had, I thought, the best player on the pitch. Um, James yeah, McAtee. They point, to be fair. They did, yeah. McAtee. Um, I mean, it's... Pep Guardiola's influence on the game, we could do the whole show on that as well. Um, but when you see McAtee playing, you could not pretend you didn't know what academy had come out of. Mm. The way he receives the ball... The way he turns the, to, to play this, the, the next movement on, it's just this. It is just the kind of player that City both buy and produce, and he was great, really good. I doubt if Ryan Brewster's tackle will be troubling the, the mighty Howard Webb Michael Owen axis. With, uh, match How officials is that not a red card in the from the referee. I don't yeah, think he could miss I mean, well, also the, the assistant ref, yeah. the linesman was what 
eight feet away. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. linesman, the linesman was lucky not to be wiped out yeah. by Brewster's tackle as well. You yeah. know. So, <laughs> I think it's got to the point where the officials. I mean, it's again a bit like cricket where they don't quite know what to give. I mean, w- w- you know, what what is? I don't know. They should, we... I worked it out yesterday. They should re-referee the whole game. And then not award the points until they've done that, and then award the points. Okay, can come back and award the points in a couple <laughs> of hours' was, time. The knock-on of that was that Kufal got booked for protesting an evident injustice, and yeah. that leads to him getting sent off as well. Yeah. So that the, the the last, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. We're moaning about it. the last twenty minutes were just great in that yeah, game. It was. Chaos, yeah, chaos, just brilliant. Yeah, it, it was. It was very entertaining. <laughs> Certainly, probably not if you're a West Ham fan. But even uh, David Moyes said he. he he hated the performance they didn't play well and so maybe a point was a fair result the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if AI could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Danny Kelly's with us. We're looking back over the Premier League weekend, the four games played mm. so far, and a bit like a child, always having to be kept amused. Uh, Danny has been keeping Andy amused uh, during the news there by changing the background to his uh, <laughs> uh, Zoom uh, with various sort of country scenes. Ozzy Ardiles is up at the yes, moment. Yes, he's up at the moment. Yes, well, and, and, and Danny marks Paul, them out at ten. Like I've a, now made like up the made ice up skating. <laughs> I mean, but the point was, this started out. I thought I was being clever um, and you know, I like Andy changing the backgrounds. It's very, very good. And I too need to be constantly stimulated. You've known me long enough to know that. And and, um, and I thought, I'll start doing this, I'll make him laugh. But now, because he's changing them so often, I find myself taking it very seriously. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm peering at, is that really a seven or a six? Yeah. Um, and I've had to make, I mean, he recently put up a picture of himself, one of those transformation things, hmm. um, where he looks like a fat, possibly female version of himself. Yeah. I, awesome, I had to make a new one that just says two. Yes, you know? absolutely right. Yeah. That one, 
So, listeners, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened on TalkSport. It's a shame you're missing out on Unfortunately, the listeners, or the viewers on YouTube, don't get to see the changing background. It's just just as we can can look at Danny over in Ireland. But anyway, Brentford 3, Nottingham Forest 2. Again, dominated by foam gate. Oh, yeah. It's all very well to move the ball, but to move the foam. Ivan Tony, foam mover. He's not going to get away with that again. No. That's for sure. Um, no. A, this, a letter of complaint has gone in from Nottingham Forest. Oh, yes, to, there's uh, nothing they can do about it. It's, it's you know, they couldn't do anything about it at the time. It had to be dealt with on the pitch. And I suppose as a goalkeeper and a, and a wall, and it was pointed out, I think, by Yates, saying, hang on, Shouldn't we shift the wall along a bit because oh, yeah, he's moved the, the ball? They, they there was didn't a, have the time. Well, there was a whole lot of people that thought there. Um, Yates should have insisted. Callum Hudson Odoi's position. What, how was he affecting the game there? Yeah, and the goalkeeper was in, in, in the wrong as well. But I don't know. I don't want to be a miserable old bleeder on here. But um, Andy, you, you're 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 very close to Brentford these days. Mm. In fact, many people say you're now a Brentford supporter. <laughs> I'm really, um, really, it's such a wind up that drives me potty. Yeah. So uh, as a big bees fan, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, should we? Uh, I know he served his time and the rest of it, but the the return of Ivan Tony is just some kind of conquering hero. If I was a Brentford fan, I'd be really annoyed with him. A Gambling threatens the very existence of football in some countries. And B, um, he's had himself out of out of the game for eight months for something that was his own fault. I mean, I, I don't know if he's got an addiction. I could be overstressing this. I didn't. I didn't get the whole hero returning, and I also didn't like him moving the ball. If I'm truthful, because I know they all try to get, get an advantage, but Brentford, sorry, Forest fans who are going mad about that. That means they have to be quiet the next time one of their players does something because what they all do, all the players constantly seeking yeah. an advantage. He shouldn't have moved the phone, though, Paul. That is very much part of the furniture. Yeah. Of the game. I didn't you know you could that. actually pick it up and move oh, the yeah. phone. No, 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 nor did I. Wow, wow. Is it like it's a solid? Is it the phone? Well, it can be. Can you take it home and reuse it, <laughs> no. Paul? It, 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 it's precisely a solid that's going to disintegrate. It's precisely a phone. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was forest, forest sport. They were standing there. The linesman was there. The, the, people could have alerted the referee right you know tony looked to see to get an advantage and it was up to everybody else to sort it out you, you know I, I don't have such a problem with it i mean yeah. it, i mean it, to say we, he won't get away with it again because yeah, heroes be welcome back it. or not and the merits of that but blimey you see the difference he makes oh, to them not just as a goal scorer not denying he's a brilliant footballer yeah. that's a whole different argument isn't it yeah. and he but really... conceding a free kick like that when ivan tony's on the pitch wasn't a great idea by mangala anyway so yeah. mangala rather yeah. but i thought nobody scores direct free kicks anymore well oh, they yeah. don't this is the thing oh, yeah. the interesting stat from the sun today um they say ivan tony may have scored from a direct free kick but direct free kick uh, goals in the premier league are currently running at their lowest ever conversion rate in premier league History, so the lowest ever of the 646 goals scored this season, only five have been direct free kicks. That's despite James Ward Prowse being on the pitch most weeks. 0.8 percent. That is uh, surprising. I mean, that, yeah. that is even more amazing. Given and Paul, you'd understand what I'm going to say next. Given that Harry Kane is no longer in the Premier League, blazing <laughs> free kicks over for fun. Up in the uh, the uh, the statistics, uh, but it, I mean, it could be a whole bunch of different reasons. Maybe there is that feeling these days. Maybe we're going to talk to Carla Kimi about this later on. Maybe because it is slightly open season on keepers, sticking one into the box and getting it, you know, getting into the keeper. Maybe a more effective way with, you know, so, draft excluders and everything than shooting direct. Draft excluders, I mean, it's, uh, draft excluders just indicates how much time they're spending on trying to defend these direct free kicks. Mm. Goalkeepers are getting bigger and bigger. I think that's had an effect uh, as well. But also, you're absolutely right, Paul. 
the working out that the referees don't know what to do about blocking the goalkeeper, mm. putting your biggest player in front of the goalkeeper means that it might be worth, more worth your while just get just yeah. putting it into the uh, um, mixer um, yeah. than, than, than trying to have a direct shot at goal. Because, you know, how many set pieces, and we're going to come on to Arsenal in a yeah. second, how many set pieces you see now where it's affected by not just the quality of the ball into the ball the box or yeah. the the header or the attacking of the ball, which we all know is important, but the other teammates making sure that defenders and the goalkeeper don't have a clear run at it. It's, sure. it's, it, it looks like American football to me now it at does. times, yeah. the way the and, runs and being it's clearly, I mean, the, the, the Arsenal, we're going to come on to it, as you said, the Arsenal uh, set-piece coach is doing an amazing job and, and uh, Bakaya Saka said they've been working a lot at it, but part of that is blocking up Part of that is essentially fouling. It is. I mean, it's part. It's not. Yeah. It's not his fault. That's they. They're pushing the barriers. Don't worry. They'll soon find them. Well, this is the thing. That's what will happen. <laughs> yeah. There'll be a clamp down on it. There'll be a clamp down on blocking, and everybody will have to go back to the drawing board. But, but coming back to Ivan Tony, I mean, hmm. he, he's, isn't it question? He'd be fantastic for any top team. You, you, you can't dispute. He's got Thinking it. Thinking of anyone in particular, Andy? Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure Chelsea are a top team anymore, actually, Danny. But I think whoever got yeah. him would be very lucky to have him. I mean, he's just he's link-up play is brilliant. He's just the way he is, yeah. you know, tremendous. And, and Forrest, without without Gibbs-White, not quite the same team. And we know all about Awamni. He's been huge for them and, and Alanga's been big for them. But really, Gibbs-White is a big miss for them. I mean, the fact that, you know, they yeah. were able to take it to the wire and it was... It was three two was impressive. Well, they got enough players, and they had maybe they got six players at the African Nations, which is incredible. They have, yeah. But uh, it's it's interesting, Hudson Odoi, because I always rated Hudson Odoi. I liked him. As, he was great before he got injured. Not so good after, but was coming back. Mm, yeah. But I mean, they sold him for eight million quid. That's ten times less than they paid for Mudrick. I mean, is Mudrick ten times better than Hudson Odoi? No. It says a lot about the recruitment, doesn't it? I don't. I, I don't really get it's it. It's great reading talking about Chelsea when they didn't play. Well, you know, he was an ex-Chelsea player yeah. who, who laid on a goal. So you can't That's all right, Andy. Apparently, apparently you'll be getting £50 million for Brozier soon, so yeah. it'll be all no, OK. Well, it's right. about it's not what he does. He, he does what he says on the Brozier. Now, um, <laughs> and let's salute Thomas Frank, who said, well, after, at the moment. who said after the game he would be going home to have two glasses of red wine at home with his wife. So I was thinking, that, you know, that, that's forward planning. All managers have to forward plan, but not three. That's Quite Not one. He's having yeah. two glasses of red wine. I'm disappointed with the match because his haircut makes me think he might be a bit of a party animal. On yes, this I think he might have three. He might just finish yeah. the bottle. Go <laughs> mad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we move on then to um, Arsenal five. Um, who do they play now? Uh, Palace. They're still Palace. That's right, yeah. They, only no, they didn't games. play. Actually, Paul, they didn't play anybody, did they? <laughs> it was they only really. it was only two nil for me because I always stop watching Arsenal when they go two nil. I can't Is be bothered right? to watch the rest of the game. Yeah, it was uh, two goals right at the end. Um, of course, uh, identical goals to the point where you weren't quite sure whether they were yeah. you're watching the same you know, goal again. It wasn't a fair fight, as they pointed out. You know, one team's had a twelve days off and a lovely warm. And eating yeah, salt-based steak. Yeah, but you can argue. Ones, I mean, you know, you, can, you know, if Palace had got the job done against Everton, they wouldn't needed a replan. They no, could have well, been you know, sitting in the true, sunshine. That's true, but it still wasn't a fair fight from that point of view. And uh, I mean, to be honest, it probably wouldn't have been a fair no. fight. If Palace had had twelve days off. No. Um, but Arsenal looked fresh. They looked good. You know, and yeah. hopefully they'll fade like they normally do <laughs> by the end of the week. <laughs> so end bitter. Of the season, yeah. So bitter. But um, well, whatever yeah. about the time mm. off and all the rest of it. Let's not kid ourselves here. Crystal Palace. Uh, I mean, Arsenal played really. really well they did, but yeah. of course they had nothing to beat because Crystal Palace were a mess mm. an absolute mess it's reflected in, in, in the in the in the two set pieces that they 
conceded. But it ain't just that, is it? Everything was awful about that Crystal Palace performance. And I, Roy Hodgson, uh, the sides and all the rest of it, people go, one doesn't want a good bloke like Roy to be, you know, publicly humiliated like that, but mm. he can't survive a, a performance like that. No. Um, you know, and he, I wonder what you thought about the, the spectre of Graham Potter in the stands. Well, apparently well. he was yeah, a no, guest. He was a yeah, guest of Edu. This, yeah. um, Edu had invited him along, him and his kids, and um, to undermine to, to undermine <clears throat> the Crystal Palace manager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just sit there, and we'll get the cameras on you a couple of times. I mean, they're talking about Steve Cooper uh, potentially. You do feel. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'd, I'd rather not see a good man out of work, but. You know, they could get sucked in. We know that Luton are fighters and they could start sucking other teams in, um, including Palace, despite the fact they've got Eze and Elise. But, but they can't um, get them on the pitch together, no, Paul. They may have to make a change and you think if they're going to do it, as soon as, really, as soon as you start seeing banners having a pop at the board and you see the chairman on the telly, that's when normally it focuses mm. the mind, doesn't yeah, it, really? Yeah. That was an incredibly complicated banner. It required it five rows of people <laughs> to understand. Yeah. I mean... It, it, they were better organised than Crystal Palace's team, weren't they? Let's be honest. They should have done some work with the defence midweek. <laughs> they certainly should have done that. Yeah, there was a I... game. There was a game delayed for nearly an hour um, mm. on the continent uh, over the weekend because a large banner was was thought to be across a fire exit. Oh, wow! Um, n- nobody mm. was impressed last night. My system. Why didn't they just set fire to it? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the kind of thinking that no, makes you the man you are. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought Dean Henderson was pretty poor on the second goal, though. He just let the... I can't remember which who Arsenal player was. It Gabriel, Gabriel was got yeah, the goal, yeah. yeah. You've got to push him out of the way. You can't just stand there and let him block you. Yeah, well, this is, you know, as we said, we're going to... we're gonna. Uh, this is the next thing, that this week we'll be mostly giving yep. fouls for blocking, and then the mm. following week they'll forget it. That's I kind of have a bit of sympathy for David Moyes, who did... He said, I don't want to slag off the refs, and then proceeded to kind of slag off refs. And we don't know how they're going to referee. Mm. None of us, as managers, have got a clue how they're going to no, referee games. A, seri- a serious point on that, though. When you see... People of the experience of Roy Hodgson three weeks ago, um, David Moyes now, literally saying we just have to accept the refereeing no matter how bad it is. Mm. That can't be a good place for the game to be in. Um, you know, and look, anyone who saw the refereeing of Real Madrid's fantastic comeback um, against Almeria yesterday mm. um, will know that, you know, it's not just a Premier League problem. It, you know, your officials, if officials are bad... Um, they can really spoil the football match. But for, for people who devote their life to the game, to suddenly be literally almost... Um, they can You can see they can hardly bear to speak about it because the officiating is so weird. I won't say it's terrible, but it's inconsistent yeah. and weird. I'm, it's spoiling yeah. the English game. Absolutely. Yeah, English yeah. Game. Danny, and well, we saw the FA Cup ties with no VR the other day. Yeah. Relief. Total and, relief. And we'll see more next weekend as well. Those not And tomorrow enough. night. Though, and tomorrow night. Far, no VAR yeah. in the two semi-finals uh, because the league quite rightly thought if you can't have it at the Riverside, you shouldn't have it at Stamford Bridge. So no, well done right. to them. Yeah. Are you watching the well, FA? I'm saying it's right now. Probably won't be saying it's Danny, uh, we'll have the FA, FA Cup to get stuck into next Monday. Uh, good to talk to you. We'll catch up with you, catch up with you then. Thanks very much. It's been a delight. Thank you very much. 8 out of 10, Andy. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, Valentin Barco has... Uh, gone from Boca Juniors mm. to Brighton and Hove Albion. He probably won't be involved tonight. I imagine they'll have him out on the pitch in a Brighton scarf waving. If he's uh, is he is he come over or is he is he going to no, see no, the rest of the he, season? No, no, I think he's, he's come he's, over. Yeah, he's come over. Yeah. Now he he'll be well known to um, 
to fans of Football Manager, the game, because he's been a bit of a star for several years. I wonder how they'll feel about uh, having played with a virtual one and had him, I don't know, playing for Wickham and scoring the winning goal in the, in the Champions League. How are they going to feel about seeing him playing for real? They probably don't realise he's a real person. Of course they do. Tony Jameson joins us now. He's uh, from the Football Manager podcast, comedian. Good afternoon, Tony. Afternoon, fellas. How are we? Good, good thank thanks. you. Is Valentin Barco a player that you've picked up along the way for whichever club you, you manage? Oh, he's a decent little player, this boy, isn't he? Um, to be honest, as you say, they're well known to the football manager community. And quite frankly, if he's half the player in real life as he is in, in game, then Brighton mm. have got themselves a the talent. You can never tell, can you? I was, I was saying to the guys early on, in the very early days of when it was a very basic game, uh, when it was championship manager back in the day, mm. I remember that I took, I, Adrian Durham being delighted, I took Peterborough to the FA Cup final. Well, sadly, we lost. Yeah, but I couldn't yeah. have done it without the bargain by Kim Kelstrom. Oh. The young, yes, who would, uh, who, uh, who ultimately went to Arsenal and proved he wasn't half as good on the pitch as he was on foot <laughs> championship manager. But that's often the way, isn't it? You know, they're a oh. sensation in the game, but not necessarily on the grass. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. I think. I think the the game is sort of littered with with what we call them as wonder kids or like sort of fallen talents, I suppose. Maybe players who were. Uh, you know, sort of like destined for greatness in, in the video game, but then it doesn't quite work out. Obviously, there's there's loads of mitigating factors for that in, in real world football. You know, scouts are humans, of course. The players themselves are human. Circumstances don't necessarily always work out. I mean, you know, players like Freddie Adu obviously springs yeah. to mind. Kim mm-hmm. Calston springs to mind. Mark Kerr, I suppose, you're going to go back for an old Scottish player. And then uh, hopefully we're not going to add Valentin Barco to the list of, of the nearly misses. But um, I mean, to be fair, you know, obviously... The more the game develops every single year, you know, the scouting that is used by football manager becomes more accurate. The data is more accurate. The mm. clubs are now using that data uh, as part of their own recruitment. And of course, Brighton over the last few years have really been very, very successful with their recruitment and are really, really shrewd in the transfer market. Um, they've got a lot more hits than they have misses, I think, recently. And, um, you know, I think we can hopefully... Hopefully, Barco, if they get him down and they get him playing, then I mean that's a that, that's a talent. Yeah, isn't the players' rating in the game though based on what they do on the pitch? Otherwise, how do you work it out? Yeah, so it's so basically, obviously, the, the way that it's set up in game for, for people that don't know, obviously, there's the uh, the players are broken down into into attributes. So you kind of get the the vibe of sort of their technical abilities, their mental abilities, and their physical abilities. And this is all done by uh, real life scouts or real life sort of uh, volunteers who are working and, and going and watching these matches, and they sort of break it down and they give them a rating out of twenty for each uh, physical, mental, and technical attribute you can have. So, for example, uh, I'm looking at Valentin Barco now. He's uh, been given 16 for vision and flair. He's been given 15 for off the ball and 15 for dribbling and 16 for fitness. So already you're starting to think, okay, out of 20, that's pretty good for a winger. Uh, Plus they also have things called player traits, which again would be um, sort of the idea of things that they're going to do within the game. So gets forward whenever possible, brings the ball out of defence. So maybe, you know, Brighton fans are already sitting thinking, okay, this is a player that's going to get us out of our seats. And, you're right. You know, it's obviously determined upon what happens on the pitch, but there's that many things that happen within the match engine within Football Manager now that it tries to play as close to real football as it can. Obviously, it's a video game. It's not real. But, you know, we can use it as, as a potential metric to see how yeah. players may or may not be in the real world. 
Well, yeah. apparently the Sports Interactive, the people where I'm football manager, Facundo Delgado is their man in Argentina, one of their many mm-hmm. men in Argentina. Mm-hmm. And he's been tracking Barco since he was about 15. When well, he Barco's first been brilliant for Barco, but yeah. the thing is, you know, there's a massive difference between Argentinian sure. football and the Premier League. Absolutely, Huge. yeah, absolutely, Argentinian League football. Apparently, mm. they say Delgado, when he plays with Barco, as he plays the game as well as he contributes, plays mm. him as a Mazar. They say a kind of wide central midfield player. So you can imagine, like, if it doesn't work out with Deserbi, they say, well, the trouble is Deserbi's not playing him as a Mazala. If only you would do that, of course. If you're pretentious, you must (laughs) use those terms. (laughs) So, and also, uh, he has scored, the football manager guys put out his stats for 2024. He has scored 671,000. Uh, 476 goals. I hope he's on a goal bonus. That's fantastic. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Even, even if you're getting a pound, you're doing quite well yeah, for that one, aren't you? I've seen some highlights. He's got, he's got a good shot on him. Yeah, sure. he, looks, he's a, he seems a good fit for them, doesn't mm. he? I mean, a, 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 who do you tend to play with then, Tony, if you're playing the game? Who's, who's your, oh. Who do you always represent? Oh, I'm I'm the exact opposite of of Brighton's. I go into the non-leagues. I've right. I really really enjoy a bit of a struggle. I like going down. I like start unemployed and sort of work my way towards the top. Um, so <laughs> I think the next time I'll come across Valentin Barker, will will be probably be when he's about forty-five and looking to retire, and I'm picking him up at Geisley or something. <laughs> It'd be like Raquel May, just sort of standing, big gut on him, just tapping the ball about. What did? Um, so what's your greatest climb? Career climb? Can you oh, remember in the game? Yeah, my greatest climb was taking Blythe Spartans from uh, from Vanarama National to uh, to the winning the Champions League. That was my, that was my oh, one, and it became a fantastic. became a stand up tour off the back of that. And I, I gave myself a virtual um, open top bus ride to celebrate. So yeah. tremendous. Do you do, do you, were you suited up? Were you suit tracksuit oh, or smart casual like Pep yeah, for the Champions I'm, League I'm, final? I'm suiting and booted. I think I need the respect. I think if I've worked from the bottom, I need I need yeah. respect at that point. I can't go in in a, in a polo shirt. They're just going to laugh at me. There'd be a statue of you in Blythe, wouldn't there, if you took them to the Champions <laughs> League final? Yeah, they should do. There's a mural of Robbie Dale outside the ground, so I think I'm I'm, I'm pretty due one as well. Are you a Blythe fan? Uh, no, I'm not actually. I'm I'm from that part of the world, so I'm yeah, a, I'm, yeah. a really, I'm a Sunderland fan. But um, uh-huh. yeah, it's a bit of a contentious one that one. Sort of being a little bit bit further north. But uh, I've had a few sort of uh, dealings with the club obviously since then, and uh, went to a few matches, and they were they were really sort of complimentary of the fact that we did this this uh, the show about them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it helped put them, put them on the map a little bit, which was quite nice. Is it more disappointing when you fail with Sunderland? I mean, do you ever do that, or oh, do you try and steer clear I of? Rep- fail a lot with Sunderland. That is a good. <laughs> 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 that is a club that's difficult to manage. Yeah, that's Michael Beale's finding. I think yeah, <laughs> exactly that's true at the moment. Good stuff. Well, look, good to talk to you, Tony. Thanks very much. Oh, thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Luke Littler, a teenage sensation, is going to be one of the managers mm-hmm. on the returning. Fantasy football yeah, show on Sky a, with Matt Lucas and Ellis James uh, at the start of February. Interesting, wouldn't it? Be yeah, a team yeah, captain. Yeah. And um, uh, the other Luke, of course, who uh, shone in the World Championship, Luke Humphreys. Mm. Um, he was on the pitch at Leeds at the weekend <laughs> was he? Okay. as a Leeds fan with the trophy. <laughs> uh, but interesting fact, I don't know what, what, do you know why he's called Luke? No. Uh, he said, I was supposed to be called Liam, but then my dad saw someone else's dad had, had uh, called their son, Luke, for Leeds United, Kings of Europe. Really? L-U-K-E. Oh, yeah, it's good. There we are. I said, there must be a whole bunch of Lukes all around Leeds who have got their name <laughs> purely for that reason. So, no, it's not Luke Ailing, is it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's just name, left, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he has just left. Mm. Yeah, he's a fine servant for the club, indeed. As, yeah. as they say. <clears throat> Anything else you want to discuss? Uh, somebody wrote to the Guardian with this one. It was oh, good. Pedantic, really, about Blackpool. As a supporter of both Guardian and the, uh, the Guardian and Blackpool FC, an unlikely combination yeah. for more than fifty. Well, has years. Well, he got a half and half scarf. <laughs> Maybe the yeah. Guardian and Blackpool <laughs> FC. <laughs> My loyalty to the former has been stretched by Will Unwin's report of Blackpool's game against Nottingham Forest. Oh yes, he said the home support brought renewed vigour to those in orange. Surely he heard them singing, we're the only team in football in tangerine and white. Oh yeah, tangerine, oh, yeah. the people get a bit funny about that, don't they? Right in about it though, mate. But oh, we asked you, what have you been late for? And he says, <laughs> uh, we were due to see Bob Dylan in San Francisco with my sister who said, don't yeah. worry, uh, he won't go on till 9pm. So we got there at 9pm. Um, <laughs> to our surprise, he was already on. In fact, He'd already done his set, played all along the watchtower and said, thank you, good night. Went off, that was it. They'd missed the old gig. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Somebody should have looked at the tickets. I don't know why he spoke like that. Well, yeah, yeah. he might have done. I don't do Bob Dylan, clearly. <laughs> I won't do the voice, but too late I just have. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, quick one, Andy. Yes, quick one. PC wrote to the uh, star today. APC or just somebody, somebody called the PC, initials? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He said, I like Charlotte, Charlene White reading the news, but have noticed recently that her hairstyle is different every day. It always looks lovely, but wondered, does she do it herself or spend hours having it done in the studio? Well, that's imagine it. writing to we'll a national out. newspaper with that? We'll find out in the final, we'll find out in the final hour. We'll get, we'll get on to Charlene's people. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Um, so, just um, on, on the subject of being late, we asked you about uh, just a spectacular tale here. I was once interviewing a candidate for an engineering role in my company in Bedford. He was due to arrive at 10am, but didn't turn up. At 2.30 in the afternoon, we got a call from him saying that he couldn't find our building. When we offered to direct him, we discovered that he hadn't gone to Bedford, he'd gone to Bradford. Oh. <laughs> yeah, At that point, there was no real need to continue with an interview, to be honest. So uh, thank you very much for that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded this afternoon. I'll be back tomorrow with uh, Charlie Baker. Andy returns on uh, Wednesday. And by which they, you will know whether you're still in the Carabao Cup and whether you're at the final, Andy, won't we? Wednesday. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the having to come in here on Wednesday and we've lost? <laughs> dreadful. I know you're all going to love it. If I'm happens, feeling but... quite confident for you, I've got to be honest. But well, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Both teams are good. Middlesbrough have got so many injuries. But I they, know. They, Chelsea are going to have to match their spirit. They played with a lot of spirit in the yeah. first leg. That's well, the key thing, really. So what move will we find Andy in on Wednesday? Uh, we'll find out, of course. But if you can, join us tomorrow from one. Great. If not, the podcast is always available around four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.